0: Welcome to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF, news, talk, traffic. Thank you so much for being here with us this afternoon. I'm Jason Kong here with Mary Lucas, of course, representing Transitions Life Care. Mary, how are you doing today?
1: You know, I, I got the car out for a spin. The weather got really nice, and the top came down, and I was like, "It's spring!" And nope, just kidding.
0: You know, it's yeah. a little bit of a yo-yo. <laughs> half of the week is spring, half of the week is not. That's okay.
1: I pulled out my spring wardrobe, and then it got cold. Uh, so here we are. Here
0: we are in North, you gotta North gotta Carolina. Got to be, be flexible, flexible at this time of the year. Yeah. Got to be flexible. <laughs> That's right. Well, we've got a cool show lined up, and we're going to be talking about being active and what goes into that, and what's available in our area we are very pleased to welcome on to the show Allie Crawford Allie is the active adult program director with Raleigh Parks Allie thank you so much for joining us today
2: Thanks for having me, you guys. I'm very excited.
1: I'm, I'm excited as well. You know, active adults and, you know, New Year, I, I feel like we should all be thinking about these things. And um, I, I, my physical therapist would tell me that I'm not doing enough of being active. So um, I'm really excited for this conversation and for to share a little bit more to our community about all the things you are doing and how people can get involved. Um, before we dive into all things, Allie, tell us a little bit about yourself and your role at Raleigh Park's.
2: Sure. So I'm a bit of a newbie, uh, at least with Raleigh Parks, but I am a a veteran of the Triangle area. So I've been in this role for just short of a year, um, but I have grown up in the Triangle area. I I grew up in Cary and, um, (laughs) you know, just kind of bounced all around the state, but somehow have not been able to, to escape the feeling of home when I'm in the Triangle. So it's very exciting. Um, to be back and to be serving my community in this this really awesome way.
1: There's not many of us anymore. I'm from Raleigh. I feel like there. I was born in born in Rex Hospital, raised in Raleigh, and I I went to high school here. I feel like there's not many of us from around this area anymore.
2: No, no. The um, I, I like to call it the OG status yes. is definitely <laughs> it's dwindling. You know, which we love. We love newcomers, but there's something really special about the folks that have seen. Seen the city grow and change as time has gone on.
1: I couldn't agree more. Well, tell us more. What is the Active Adult Program uh, through Raleigh Parks?
2: So the Active Adult Program encompasses anything and everything uh, for folks that are 50 and up. Now, I want to put a little asterisk or caveat with that, because while we gear our programming towards 50 and up, anybody that is 18 and up can participate in all of our Mm. activities. Um, And so I think it's a really unique model to follow in that we really get to encompass adult life in so many different facets. Um, We purposefully call ourselves the active adult program. We don't call ourselves the senior program. Mm -hmm. We don't call our facilities senior centers. Um, With the reason being, we want folks to not have that negative stigma around aging, right? Mm -hmm. Um, We want to continue to propel forward, to grow, to learn, to be able to stay moving and grooving as we continue to progress through life. Um, and so I think calling ourselves the Active Adult Program is, is very intentional um, with what we do. With that being said, um, I've got a lot of stuff to cover. Where, where do you want me to start? Facilities, I, programs?
1: I think let's start with maybe some of the programs. What are some of the activities that you all offer through the Active Adult Program?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So um, we cover programming. We Mm -hmm. have trips, Overnight International Domestic Day. We've got Golden Years Clubs that span the entirety of the city of Raleigh and almost a little bit beyond that as well. And then we host several different special events throughout the year. Um, Some of the programming that we offer, of course, when you think of active, the first thing you go to is fitness, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so we definitely have that covered. We have classes like... Pilates and line dancing we've got um, a class that always makes me chuckle called butts and guts (laughs) which is uh, all strength and core you know that's awesome (laughs) just what I need (laughs) yeah yeah I I don't know how well I could fare myself in in butts and guts (laughs) um but then we also have really cool adaptive programming too that helps with mobility flexibility and strength so we've got things like chair cardio for those who maybe can't do the full thing Uh, we have qigong and tai chi to help with meditation and movement Um, and so we really try to to encompass several different areas of physical activity and wellness
1: that's awesome. Um, you know, we, Jason and I were just talking about tai chi. Um, you, did you know we had someone on the show recently that told us that tai chi is something that's so important for falls prevention and how in and preventing falls and, and really working on stability and and mobility. Um, and, and I find that very interesting. Um, so fun fact for anyone who's yeah. not done tai chi.
2: It is definitely worth your while. I know some people kind of have this um, vision in their head of what it looks like, Mm -hmm. uh, but it it does. It hits multiple facets to help you stay strong, to stay flexible. It kind of gets you comfortable with the movement of your body, Mm -hmm. which funny Mm -hmm. enough, as humans, we're not comfortable with the (laughs) movement of our bodies. Um, And so it it gets you kind of used to what that feels like, that fluidity. Um, it, it's so interesting. I see folks with Parkinson's that are in these Tai Chi and Qigong classes thrive.
1: Wow. Um,
2: and so it, it really is. It's it's something that I encourage all folks, to, regardless of your age, to explore. Um, but fitness is not all that we do. Um, and that's not what it means to be active. Active is in the body, the mind, the heart, the soul. Mm-hmm. So we do educational classes too um, to kind of help folks learn, you know, what it's like to age and what resources are out there, yes, but to capture some of the opportunities that we might not have had in our youth, in our teens, or our young adult life. Um, So we do have classes like end-of-life care, health care management, safety and security, falls prevention, all the typical things that you would think about. But then we have new classes that are coming out. We have language classes Mm. that are going to be coming out. We have art classes like watercolor or textiles or macrame. Um, So I really think that we like to offer such a wide variety that you could come to us with the most obscure idea Mm -hmm. um, and say, I've always wanted to learn, uh, I don't know, I've always wanted to learn hand pottery and hand building. Mm-hmm. And we'll say, yeah, all right, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> that um, is, that's awesome. I think that continuous education is something that's very important to me and mm-hmm. to my team. And that education, it doesn't just stop once you leave school life or once you leave the workforce, mm-hmm. um, it, it should continue to go that's what
1: i was, I was um, talking to my mom about that last night at dinner she w- we were talking my grandmother had alzheimer's and um we were talking about keeping our mind active and mm-hmm. getting involved in things and i'm sure that you see firsthand the benefits of keeping your mind active or your body active and and the benefits it has overall on your
2: health a hundred percent um even down to the social component mm-hmm. um is something that we've been talking a lot about lately Uh, You know, isolation is one of the number one killers of older adults Um, and I think we all saw that impact from the pandemic and not being able to get that human to human Mm -hmm. interaction, So, even down to just your basic knitting groups. it may seem like such a simple activity, but when you participate in that, you're not just gaining the skill of learning how to knit, you're gaining friendships that are lifelong, you're gaining connections to resources, and you feel a sense of community that you may not have had access to before. Um, And so, yeah, I I think it's, it's so much more than just your physical, it is your mental, your emotional, that all-encompassing wellness that really helps you to thrive, most especially as you you know begin to age in grace.
0: There's so um, many resources that are available to us that uh, I'm so glad that we have you on with us right now, Allie. We're speaking with Allie Crawford, the Active Adult Program Director with raleigh parks talking about what's available to us in our community to help keep us active we've got more with Allie in just a moment stick around you're listening to aging matters care and comfort that surrounds you a service of transitions life care it's your life your care on fm 985 am 680 wptf news talk traffic Welcome back to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF, news, talk, traffic. I am Jason Kong here with Mary Lucas, our guest on the line. Very pleased to be speaking with Allie Crawford. Allie is the Active Adult Program Director with Raleigh Parks, and we're talking about being active, and the offerings available to us in our community. We just went over a lot of the programs available to those uh, who are interested in the active adult program. We went over everything from, uh, boy, uh, tai chi to uh, trips. Watercolors. Watercolors. I mean, arts and crafts. It's, It's very impressive what's available to us. What's next, Mary.
1: Where can we do all of this stuff, Allie? What are you mentioned earlier? We're not senior centers, we're ad- active adult centers. Where are they generally located and, and where can you do these activities?
2: Yeah, that's a fantastic question, right? So we have three active adult facilities within Raleigh Parks um, that are dedicated to anything and everything older adults. So the Five Point Center for Active Adults is our biggest facility out of the three. Um, and it's probably the most known to be associated Mm -hmm. with the program. Uh, it's right, between. it's off of noble road. It's right between Glenwood and wake forest road. So that, that odd little triangular patch that Mm -hmm. kind of runs in between the two. Um, and then we have the Ann Gordon center for active adults. That's our second largest facility. Uh, it is at the front of the Millbrook exchange park which it's funny when I tell people that they're still kind of like, I'm not quite sure where that is. It is right next door to Millbrook High School. And so as you're passing through and you turn into the park on the right, there's a little brick building and that is the Ann Gordon Center. And then our third facility That we have is the Walnut Terrace Center for Active Adults. So that is going to be right in the heart of the Walnut Terrace neighborhood. It's right off of downtown, almost catty corner to the exit for McDowell Road um, as you're kind of coming off of that outer loop. Um, And so we've got a really good spread with our facilities, but it's important to note, one of the things we're focusing on is starting to expand our programming into the community centers as well. Um, And so while it may not explicitly be at an active adult facility, we have programming that happens across the entire city of Raleigh, um, and is accessible in pretty much every program area that we have available to offer as a department.
1: That's awesome. Are there things that are available at some facilities? The one I'm familiar with is the the first one you mentioned right off of Whitaker. Are, are there things available at some facilities that aren't available at other facilities or are there facilities that specialize in certain things that, that people should know about?
2: For sure. For sure. So um, I can say all of, well, I, and Gordon and five points have a heavy fitness focus, but mm-hmm. then each one has some uniquities, Like, Five Points has an art room upstairs that's dedicated to art programming. Um, that's where you're going to find a lot of our art classes, specialty classes, language classes. We have a kiln upstairs. Wow. <laughs>
3: um,
2: yeah. How cool is that, right? Like yeah. we could fire pottery on site, and I just absolutely love that. That is a resource. Um, but then in contrast, Anne Gordon um, does a lot with their 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 space is very unique indoors. Um, and so, some of the outdoor activities that you would typically see have transitioned inside. For example, Brian, um, the center director over there, does an excellent job with his cornhole program. Um, and so, he's transitioned that inside, and he's got a pretty steady following of cornhole players that wow. show up every week. Um, they offer bingo at Ann Gordon. And let me tell you, the bingo program at Ann Gordon is. Very, very popular, to say the least. We have folks that line up out the door to get into this bingo program. Um, But then we also have a lot of educational classes that happen over there as well. We've got a a technology um, and digital literacy program that's embedded into the department. And they do a lot of work with our active adults. Everything from, uh, you know, safety and security online to how to use your iPhone or iCloud or Gmail. Um, And so a lot of those programs happen over at Ann Gordon, some at Five Points too. Uh, Walnut Terrace is very unique in the sense that it's it's our smallest facility um, and it's not very well known, at least I'm hoping that will change. Um, after this podcast, but um, a lot of the programming that happens over there is more specialty. So we have a lot of specialty crafting classes Mm -hmm. and education classes that happen there. Uh, For example, Carmen, the center director, she is doing a five wishes program in a couple of weeks. Um, We are doing a healthy nutrition class out of there. We do quilling classes and, and open art classes. So each one has a, a good base level, a good foundation of programs across the board with unique little flare offs that make each facility its own.
1: That's amazing. Can anyone in the public use these facilities and how would someone go about finding um, you know, a, a calendar or, or signing up for something?
2: Yeah, great question. So, uh, the answer to question one: Yes, we welcome everyone. We are a public facility, so by all means, swing by, come through the doors, meet our staff, and meet our participants. We want to see you all in our facilities. Um, as far as getting more information goes, and, and calendars and, and uh, program offerings, etc., I always say, go to our webpage. It has so much information built in and embedded. Um, everything from program listings to more details about each active adult center, uh, the listing of trip offerings that we have, Golden Years Clubs, everything that you would want to know about the active adult program. We do a really good job with keeping this webpage updated. Um, you can call any of our three facilities. And we are happy to help answer some questions for you, get information to you, etc. But tried and true is always gonna be, come check us out. That, that is absolutely gonna be the best way to learn and really see what we're all about is come on out. Um, We have our programs in the leisure ledger. We have calendars that people can take with them. We have flyers out the wazoo of everything that we're doing. So when in doubt, don't be shy. Just come on down.
1: That's awesome. I want to touch on one more thing about the active adult centers and the program that you all do travel. You mentioned it very briefly. What kind of trips do you take and any fun ones coming up and how would someone go about registering for that?
2: oh yes so our trip program is truly impressive i have worked at several different um, municipalities doing active adult programming but this trip program is beyond impressive so there are two different types of trips that we offer we do day trips and we do overnights so Let me start with the day trips. We typically uh, try to stay semi-local for our day trips, but sometimes we can get out and about. Um, And Carmen Rayfield is the trip coordinator for our uh, program area. So for example, last week for a day trip, she took a group of folks around Raleigh for Black History Month. We did Black History Month in a local way. Uh, And so we got to go around town and see different sites that were significant to Black history and uh, to the city of Raleigh as a whole. And it was incredible. She's got um, a very exciting day trip coming up to the Danville Casino. Um, Everyone is very excited (laughs) for that trip. Um, And we're going to the Temple Theater. You know, there's, there's a listing that is online. It's pretty much once a month that we do a day trip. Now for our overnight trips, it's a little bit more um, hefty, I would say. So there's two different types she offers, international and domestic. Um, I can tell you for this season, we have three trips that are currently planned. The first one coming up, is in July, we are going out west. So we are going to go see Yellowstone, Mount Rushmore, the Badlands, uh, the Grand Tetons. Yeah, it's gonna be an incredible, I think it's a nine day trip uh, that we are hosting for that one. Uh, In September, she's taking a group to Alaska for an 11 day trip. Oh my goodness. it's, it's a huge one. It's land and sea. So you're going to be able to um, cruise with Norwegian cruise lines in addition to, um, you know, getting to travel all over uh, and just seeing wildlife and beautiful natural landscapes. Um, that's that's going to be an incredible trip. Um, and then to cap it off for the season, she is taking, for our international trip in November, she's taking a group to Spain to do a river cruise
1: my gosh (laughs) y'all i'm trying to join your team so
2: (laughs) can i have this job (laughs) like i said it's it is probably one of the most robust incredible trip programs that i have ever seen the fact that we can offer um kind of across the spectrum, you know, for folks that maybe don't want to commit to all the overnight travel, but they want to get out and about and see the things that are in their state, those day trips are going to really be that, that key thing for you. But for the folks that feel a little bit more adventurous or just really want to get out and see the world and do it in a way that is uh, comfortable, safe and social, those overnight trips will absolutely be right up your alley.
1: Wow.
0: Uh, Speaking of Allie, Allie, we've got so many questions for (laughs) you about this. We've got (laughs) to take a quick break, though. We're speaking with Allie Crawford, Active Adult Program Director with Raleigh Parks. So many questions about these trips. And also want to talk to you a little bit about the senior games as well. Stick around. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF, News, Talk, Traffic. Jason Kong here with... Mary Lucas having an exciting conversation right now with Allie Crawford. Allie is active adult program director with Raleigh Parks, and we're talking about really all their offerings to help keep us active here in the community. We went over uh, the three main facility locations, and Allie, right before the break, you were uh, getting us really interested in some <laughs> yeah. trips, uh, talking about some um, trips that are uh, that Raleigh Parks helps organize. We talked about a a visit to Mount Rushmore. We talked about a visit to Danville, Virginia, other places throughout the state as well, and also uh, a a trip to Alaska and Spain. Uh, Tell us a little bit more about how we can find more information about this, because I'm sure you piqued a lot of people's interest.
2: Absolutely, yeah. So again, the website, our webpage is going to be key. It's going to be pivotal. But um, there's two words of advice that I would give folks. One, attend our interest meetings. So each one of our overnight trips has an interest meeting that gives you more details. That, especially if it's gonna be your first time, is gonna be key for you to really feel comfortable navigating those spaces. Um, when in doubt too, Carmen Rayfield is our trip coordinator. Um, She's a wealth of information and she is absolutely excellent when it comes to making connections with folks. So I would definitely reach out to her via email or via phone if you've got any like Specific or particular uh, questions, but truly, 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 take the time to go to the webpage and check out. Uh, if you actually, if you go to our webpage and you look at the top, it says trip offerings, and it can take you to a link to show you how do you register for a trip, how do you find out more information, what are the upcoming trips, etc. Um, and in fact, I'm looking at it right now, and she has every local trip listed online from now through the end of the year. So, wow. take the, take the time for sure to to get on there and check it out.
1: That's amazing. Um, I, I... You mentioned this earlier very briefly, and it it brought me back to my grandparents, and I want to go back to it. Um, At the the time, they called it the Golden Age Club, I think is what they called it. Um, Can you tell me again what the Raleigh Parks calls the clubs that you have?
2: Yeah, so now it's the Golden, Years, Golden Club.
1: Years Club. Okay, yes, my grandparents were king and queen of the Golden Age Club in a local <laughs> in a local community here, um, and it was quite the the thing when my grandfather became king of the Golden Age Club. They had a celebration for him. Um, he wore a hat and all that king meant was you were the oldest person uh, in the room and there was, <laughs> there was a male and a female and my grandmother was very upset because there was someone older than her and so the queen was not her and he was the king and we all, I will never forget this, um, we go to his celebration where he got crowned and um, there was like a reception and he sat down and didn't go through the line to get his food and then demanded all of us go get the things for him <laughs> like he was literally taking <laughs> (laughs) the role very seriously (laughs) and I took a photo of him that day uh with his hat on and his face he is just so proud he is the oldest person in the room and um it it he has passed, and his uh, that photo doesn't come up on my phone anymore. But when he calls, but when he called, when I was caregiving for him, it was his photo of being king, and that day where we all were his servants and and waited on him hand and foot. <laughs> and I, you mentioned it, and I just, I immediately was like, oh my goodness. So you, I can assume you don't have kings and queens anymore. We, we do not.
2: We, uh, (laughs) we want to make sure that we keep it drama free. (laughs) It was very dramatic. (laughs) uh, We don't have Kings and Queens, but um, if it's okay with you guys, I'd love to talk more about how golden years are structured. Yes, please. Um, So it really just comes down to, this is a major social component that we offer with rally parks. So our golden years clubs are just, formed by people who want, who have like interests or similarities that want to uh, get together and hang out and meet. Um, Some clubs are very active and they like to travel and that's their, like, Go-Getters is one of our clubs, that is their thing, they travel. Um, There are other clubs that like to focus on education, so they have Mm -hmm. lots of guest speakers that come in and lots Mm of uh, community resources. We also have clubs that are um, really focused on the socialization. So it's lots of card games, coffee meetups, et cetera. Uh, We currently have 23 golden years that are active within our um, program. Um, But I'm very pleased to say we have, I think, Five, I want to say, open houses that are going to be coming up over the next two months to potentially introduce some new clubs into um, our program. So if you're interested in becoming a Golden Years Club or joining one that already exists, Carmen Rayfield is the coordinator for that program as well. Um, And so there are resources, again, on our webpage. I'm just going to keep on beaten down the web page. Um, but it, it really is uh, pivotal for getting the information to everybody. But there is a tab at the top of our webpage for Golden Years Clubs. And it gives you, um, again, a wealth of information. The biggest thing to kind of keep in mind, or the caveat, I should say, is the only thing that uh, we are exclusatory on when it comes to clubs is that you have to be 50. This is the one program where mm-hmm. you, age does matter <laughs> and you do have to be 50 to, to join.
1: Hey, I, I love, I, I'm glad that the kings and queens don't exist anymore. I, I love that these resources exist. One other thing I wanted to touch on um, during our conversation today, I know that registration is over for the Wake County Senior Games, but they're happening very soon. And I want to touch on it. Can you tell us a little bit more about the games and what kinds of events there are and who's participating if, if people can go watch?
2: Yeah, for sure. So I'm going to do a quick plug. We actually have a few more days open for registration. So Ooh. please, 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 if you, uh, we're going to extend it out just a little bit. So if you're interested, if you're curious, please get a hold of us as soon as possible and we can get you registered. But uh, senior Games is a fun balance between social, fun activities and competition. Um, it is for folks that are 50 and up. You have to be a North Carolina resident for at least three years. But we are going to be hosting in Wake County 31 different events across the span of about two months. Um, it encompasses two different categories, athletic events and art-based competitions. Um Just to kind of give you all some perspective, when I say athletic events, it could be everything from pickleball, of course, uh, track and field, cornhole, even across to horseshoes, shuffleboard, swimming, cycling. We host a bunch of different athletic events. On the art side, we have uh, different categories that you can enter into. We have performing arts, we have visual arts, heritage arts, we even have cheerleading. As a category that you can enter into. Um, but it, it really, honest and truly, it is a lot of fun. It is a great way to meet people in your community. And it's a great way for you to see the community that is around you. We don't just do uh, senior games out of Raleigh. We partner with Cary, with Apex, with Morrisville, with Holly Springs and Wake Forest. Uh, it, it truly encompasses the entirety of the county. So, if you have questions, I'm your local coordinator for Wake County Senior Games. Please do not hesitate to reach out to me. If you don't want to participate, but you just kind of want to see what it's all about, come on out to an event, check us out, come volunteer for one of our uh, events that we have coming up. To get more information on the events, on volunteering, on maybe becoming an ambassador, if you go to uh, Wake County Senior Games website, it's wcseniorgames.org, everything is uh, there and accessible for you to learn more. And it also has my contact information on there as well.
1: Awesome. I am so excited about the Senior Games and um, I know my aunt volunteers for them and um, and I always get to hear about them. And one day I hope to participate.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes. We love that. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: Fantastic. Allie Crawford, Active Adult Program Director with Raleigh Parks. Uh, now, you've, you've mentioned the website. Uh, this is the easiest way to find information, just to Google Raleigh Active Adult Program. What, what's the best way to find the, the webpage?
2: Yeah, you got it, Jason. That's basically it. Um, the easiest way is to just, yeah, Google Raleigh Active Adult Program. It should take you right to our front-facing webpage. And then on that, it has subcategories for everything that we talked about today, programs, trips, clubs, and Wake County Senior Games.
0: Excellent. Allie, thank you so much for your time and for coming on with us today. This is a really great learning experience and cool to know that there's just so much being offered right right in our own community.
2: Absolutely. And if anyone has questions, we are here for you all. If you all have ideas and you want to see something, that's why we're here. So I'm looking forward to seeing lots of new faces.
0: Wonderful, Allie. Thank you so much. And we hope everyone checks out the site. Again, Google Active Adult Program Raleigh. You'll find information on all the programs. You'll even find some contact information for Allie if you have more questions for her. We're taking a quick break, but we'll be back with more. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 985, AM 680, WPTF, news, talk, traffic. Hey, if you want to learn more about Transitions Life Care, be sure to head over to transitionslifecare.org. Transitions Life Care. Dot org I am Jason Kong good afternoon to you I am here with Mary Lucas representing transitions life care and uh, we've got a nice segment here planned and we're going to be talking all about hospice and what to know and what are myths and what are facts because this can be such a confusing field to navigate and there is just plenty of misinformation out there and hearsay when it comes to hospice so we thought we'd Get our information from the source here, and we're pleased to have on the show Nikki Martin. Nikki is the Vice President of Quality and Compliance and the Chief Compliance Officer at Transitions Life Care. And Mary, you know, we talk Mm -hmm. about hospice often, but Mm -hmm. uh, as we said, there's just so much misinformation out there.
1: Absolutely. I think for caregivers, you know, a lot of times in your caregiving journey, you're at this point in the road of what next? And you might feel just overwhelmed and, um, I, and knowing that you need to bring in additional help, but not knowing how to do it. So Nikki, how can someone get help with hospice? How do you refer someone to hospice? What are next steps once you reach that point in the
3: road? great um well you know anyone can make a referral to hospice the patient themselves could call our agency or any hospice agency or their family can call i mean most typically referrals come from hospitals or physicians offices Um, facilities like nursing homes and assisted livings will also make referrals Um, but what hospice will do is check with your physician to see if they agree with the hospice um, option of care So, you know, you just provide information for your loved one. We'll need like a name and address and date of birth, maybe insurance information, the name of their attending physician or nurse practitioner, and any other medical information that you think is going to be helpful. Um, And hospice does the rest. We contact the physician. We are going to gather medical records. Maybe if you had been in the hospital recently, we'll gather those records. And then we're going to schedule an admission or an info visit. So an info visit might be, We're looking at the records and we're not quite sure if you're going to qualify for hospice. So we'll do an info visit to get more information.
1: Nikki, what if someone doesn't qualify for hospice? The caregiver has called in, has set up an appointment, someone comes out for an info visit or for an admission, and it's just not quite there yet. Are there other things that you can do to help the caregiver and the
3: patient? Absolutely. Um, We would do an evaluation for maybe palliative care is the right road at this point in time. Um, some, and honestly, some patients are medically appropriate for hospice, but maybe the patient and family are just not there yet in their mind. And that's okay. You know, we will be ready when you're ready. And sometimes the palliative care is a nice bridge to hospice. It isn't always a bridge to hospice, but sometimes it can be a bridge to hospice. And that keeps medical eyes on you, you know, nurse practitioners making visits, um, and really focus on what your, what your disease process is and how it affects your day-to-day life and how it impacts the quality of your life. And, and that's oftentimes very helpful for patients and families. That's great. So how
1: much does all of this care cost? It seems expensive. There's a lot of stuff in here that we've been talking about. What, what does it look like?
3: Yeah, yeah you would think it's gonna be the most expensive thing, but I think after paying into Medicare your whole life, the, the Medicare hospice benefit is fully paid for. I mean you you've put into Medicare your entire life so at at the end it's nice that you get this care for for no cost. Um, you know there's also commercial insurances that cover hospice services and you would have to check with your insurance carrier to find out if there's a co-payment or a limit on the coverage. And it and the nice thing about the hospice pro- program is that it covers all your nursing visits, your social worker visits, your spiritual care counselor, your aid visits. The doctors and nurse practitioners that may come out to see you, those are also all covered. We also have um, durable medical equipment that may be helpful in the home. That is also paid for by the hospice. Um, We also have medications that are related to why you're coming to hospice. So whatever disease you have and then any other conditions that happen as a result of your primary diagnosis is what we call it. We will pay for all those medications as long as they're on our formulary. Those respite stays that are also very, very helpful um, in a time of need when a family's just, you know, I can't do this anymore. That's all paid for under the hospice benefit. The four levels of care that are, those are all paid under the hospice benefit. And then the bereavement services. And we also have to remember that Transitions Life Care is never going to turn away a patient because of their inability to pay for care or they're not insured we take care of all patients regardless of their ability to pay for care.
1: That's amazing. What a great benefit for the community. So, Nikki, a mm-hmm. myth that we hear out in the field is hospice is only for cancer patients. Please tell me this is not true.
3: <laughs> no, it is not true. Over time, I think it's, it's um, the pendulum is, I wouldn't say swinging, but cancer does still remain the number one diagnosis for hospice patients, some form of cancer. But then there's other diseases that are chronic and you can have for quite some time, but at there's a point in time when it becomes the terminal phase of that illness. So we're looking at diseases like COPD, congestive heart failure, even Alzheimer's disease. There is a very specific time in that disease process where you are now entering the terminal phase of your illness. Uh, you know, liver failure, kidney failure, there's a lot of disease and illnesses that at one point will now um, progress to where you're in the terminal phase of your illness.
1: That's very helpful. We have just a couple minutes Mm -hmm. left. So I have one more question for you. (laughs) A lot of people who have experienced hospice with transitions or out in the uh, out in the community ask, how can we give back if a listener is wanting to give back? How should they go about doing that?
3: Well, there's a lot of things you can do. I mean, you can volunteer at Transitions Life Care. You can go to our website to get any details you want. I think one of the most helpful things, too, is that you tell a friend about the good care that your loved one received. Um, I mentioned earlier you can serve on our family advisory council. We do um, prefer that any family members wait until it's already been past one year of the death of their loved one but we certainly could talk if they have a burning desire to be on the family advisory council, we wouldn't turn them away. Um, let your physician know how the hospice care was able to help you and your loved one. And then of course, um, as a nonprofit organization, we do rely on um, philanthropy and donations from the communities that we serve. That does help us be able to provide a kids program. Um, that's pretty much fully funded by philanthropy. So um, you're giving, in a financial way does help to provide care to those uninsured and kids and folks who have the need for hospice in in a very meaningful way.
0: Wonderful. And those who are looking to get involved can find more information at transitionslifecare.org, transitionslifecare.org. I want to thank Nikki Martin, Vice President of Quality and Compliance and Chief Compliance Officer at Transitions Life Care for uh, such an informative session here with you today, Nikki, related to all things hospice. We really appreciate your time and for uh, helping educate us and the audience today.
3: well, Thanks for having me, Jason and Mary.
0: We really appreciate it. That'll do it for us today. We're out of time. Don't forget, go to WPTF.com, click on the podcast section, find Aging Matters if you want to catch up on shows, or head over to transitionslifecare.org to find more information about Transitions Life Care. On behalf of Mary Lucas, I'm Jason Kong, thanking you so much for listening to Aging Matters care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF News, Talk, Traffic. Have a wonderful weekend.